Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. We haven't done a morning road show thought of the day in quite some time. I, I have missed the thought of the day. I've kind of missed it too, and I did yeah. a little reflecting over the weekend while I was watching okay. some football. And yeah. I think this is a pretty good morning road show thought of the day. Okay, what do you got? Someone's parents yeah. may have used you as a bad example for their children. <laughs> Don't be like him. Don't be. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> and I know some people, Cliff, that probably had their hands up in the air right now going, yeah. that, that would have been some, me. I know some people that are probably pointing at their radio right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. We'd, this story is a tale of two athletes and how, when presented with the similar problem, found different ways to cope. Long-distance running puts stresses and strains on every part of the human body, including... The digestive system. The medical term is gastric motility, but in layman's terms, it means running makes you poop. To combat that, marathon runners go to great lengths to plan out their meals in advance of a big run. They need the fuel that food provides, but don't want to deal with, shall we say, the leftovers. Let's start with a woman named Tamara Torlakson an experienced marathoner who in 2018 achieved a personal best in the California Mountains to Beach Marathon, even though about halfway through the 26.2-mile race, she realized she had to go to the bathroom. Her answer was simple, poop her pants and keep going. Later, saying she was able to keep her mind focused on maintaining her pace, not what was in her shorts, and that's how she achieved a personal record time. Contrast that with a personal best time of 3 hours and 38 minutes for a runner named Deidre Keen in the 2014 Philadelphia Marathon. She readily admits that her pre-race prep is not what it could be, and that led her to arrive late to the race and start running without going to the bathroom, and within five minutes of hoofing it, she realized she had made a mistake. For Keen, there was only one thing to do. Stop at a porta potty, and the next, and the next, and the next. Nine times in the first 16 miles, she stopped to poop, employing the running strategy of basically sprinting from one porta potty to the next before everything got cleaned out, and set a personal record time in the process. By the way, special thanks to listener Tim Peach for his contribution into making this story. You just earned yourself a morning roadshow department of just in time for breakfast. Brown Star. <laughs> I'm sitting here still thinking about doing something for three and a half hours. Yeah. I can't drive for three and a half hours without <laughs> stopping at least once, Cliff. I really can't. I can't make it to St. Louis without having to stop. Without stopping. So, what? What was, what was the name of that song? Chris Lane, Fill Them Boots. Fill Them Boots. Yes. <laughs> right, after, <laughs> right after the story. <laughs> That I did at seven o'clock. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. It just happened to come up. That's all I can say. That's it. That's it. <laughs> By some odd coincidence. Some odd coincidence. It just popped in there. But apparently this morning, yeah. and what brought this up is one of our texting friends was talking about the George Strait concert last night and how powerful yeah. 
powerful George Strait's voice still is after all these years. Okay. But he also mentioned that you can't believe the thing that drew his attention the most during the concert was how skinny George Strait's legs actually are. <laughs> I don't know why anybody's looking that, but that's what was mentioned. Which, which means he also had to wear jeans that would enhance the skinniness of his legs. Yes, and that brings me to my question to you, Cliff. Okay. I think somehow during this pandemic and the uh, Yum. eating of uh, snacks that I do, Yum. is it possible to gain weight just in your thighs? I is that possible? So, yes. Yeah, I believe it is, yes. Because I would think your gut would be the first thing that would swell. Well, I mean, by and large, that is the most prevalent area where if you're putting on weight, it's going to go. But it could, depending upon you know your genetic makeup, go elsewhere. Well, I think so, mine yeah. has went to the thighs because when I put my jeans on this morning, Cliff, <laughs> yeah. it was harder than usual. I noticed that whenever I was pulling them on. I thought, hey, this is a little tougher. And now... <laughs> Now, my thighs are here feeling like they're um, honeybees have stung them because they're all tingly and stuff. And I hate doing the, anything with tingly legs. I can't oh, already yeah, concentrate. That's so irritating. I can't, yeah, you're absolutely right. Have you been there before? Yeah. Well, <laughs> not like you have, clearly. I don't see how people wear extremely <laughs> tight jeans. I don't... Th either that or I've got bad circulation, one of the two, and my pants well, are shutting it down. <laughs> that's probably more likely i'd say i've got bad circulation you've got bad circulation well, thanks for that cliff my pleasure <laughs> well cliff as you well know well mm -hmm. everybody knows not just cliff yeah. uh, celebrities famous people very famous people yeah. they're really really easy to uh, hate on from time to time from the things they say and do <laughs> no you're absolutely right and and with the advent of um Twitter and social media and things like that. Um, it's it's easy because they they say a lot of things, and so they live a public life, and people point out what they say and then make fun. Yes. Yes, and uh, I got to thinking about this while mm -hmm. watching the football game yesterday. They were talking about Aaron Rodgers and all of that stuff. And I'm not going to get into that, but, I mean, people yeah. kind of turned on him now. And I got to thinking, yeah. how about some famous people that, well, they have, I don't think, any haters. Zero, which would be very hard to do. And the first one on my list, Cliff, popped in my head, yeah. has to be Dolly Parton. Of course. How can you hate somebody? Right. That and, and you know, people have tried during interviews and whatnot to corner her into positions where she could be hated, like, you know, political statements and things like that. And she is very good at avoiding all of that beeswax. Yes. And how could you hate on somebody that literally, literally could be a billionaire if she would quit giving her money away to all the charities and foundations <laughs> exactly that she does? Right. And the other yeah. one I thought of, Cliff, Betty, uh, yeah. De Betty White, she's another Agreed. one. Everybody loves yes. her. And then yep. Tom Hanks. That one kind of surprised me when I popped into my head, but I got to thinking about Tom Hanks and yeah. something I had read about him many years ago. What's this that? person was describing Tom Hanks as the only person in the world yeah. who could drunkenly punch a nun in an alley and the whole world would be going, I don't know what that nun did. She had to done something <laughs> to make him so mad that he'd hit her. We just in time for the holidays, a game the whole family will love, and it's from one of the biggest names in family games, Mattel. 
You can get it at Target and online at Amazon. As a matter of fact, it's on sale there for $19.99 as we speak. It's called Flushin' Frenzy. The game centers around a white toilet that you'll set up in the middle of, say, the kitchen table. Everyone gathers around the toilet and takes turns rolling a single die. And then pushing the plunger on the toilet down the number of times that the die returns. And much like that venerable hot potato game, you never know when it's going to happen. One unfortunate plunger push will activate a spring inside the toilet, and a big turd will fly into the air. First person to grab the poop gets a token. And if you grab that poop in midair, you get two. As you might expect, the player with the most tokens wins. Remember when I said I love board games, Cliff, and family fun? Yes. Scratch that, will you? Just scratch <laughs> that off. And when you said a flushing frenzy, yep. am I the only one that was thinking goldfish about then? I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, probably you were, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. Cliff, could you uh, repeat that uh, easy-to-remember anytime <laughs> line number for me right now? Oh, because you have forgotten? I have forgotten it again. Yeah, it's uh, 812 682 0520. That's the Weed and Cliff Anytime line. Text or leave a voicemail. Thank you, Cliff. And uh, I pleasure. wanted you to do that. So um, I was yeah. hoping that possibly maybe we have an electrician that's listening in this morning. <laughs> or <laughs> an some, electrician. Or somebody that knows about electric. Okay. You see, I have a very unusual, strong fear of my house at some point in time catching on fire and burning down. <laughs> Okay. I don't know why, Cliff, but that's been a fear of mine for a long time. So bad that uh, my insurance agent, Ray, I've spoken to him about it enough that uh, he's probably thinking I'm going to torch the place myself. <laughs> I've talked to him about it a bunch. But last night when I went outside, yeah, because I think it got dark yesterday about 2.07 in the afternoon. It, yeah, it's that, yeah. I uh, flipped yeah. on my garage light. And mm -hmm. there where you do the flipper part. Mm, the, the switch. Yes. Yeah. It started popping and crackling like it was uh, Rice Krispie Treats going off in there. Okay. And my light started blinking and making all kinds of weird sounds. Yeah. And I turned it off and turned it back on. It kept doing it. And so I literally last night slept in the living room close to my garage in case I could smell smoke. <laughs> before it all started. Do you think I've got a serious problem here, Cliff? I, I, I think you have a problem, but I don't believe it's a serious problem. What would you guess that it is? My guess would be is that somewhere inside the switch that turns your lights on, it's something just gave way and it's broken. And it needs to be replaced. And it, it, in order for there to really be kind of, you know, like a fire... You're going to have to have like a short, and it probably went to like an open circuit, which means that uh, everything's safe. As long as you don't, you know, turn it on and make it spark and shoot things anymore, I'd say you're probably fine. So you're saying don't you, turn it on? Don't turn it on until you get it, re until you get it replaced. Is there any possible way that it could just be my bulb went bad, Cliff, causing all of this? Because that's an easier fix for me. <laughs> The sparks were coming from the switch, right? Yeah, the noise and all that sparks were yeah. coming out of the switch. Yeah, so the problem is the switch then. That's Troubleshooting 101. We got one of the creepiest voice messages 
we've ever received here. So bad, Cliff, that I don't believe I can actually uh, play this one on the radio. That's how bad this is. Creepy. Yes. It's well, creepy, no, and it's um, yeah. kind of horrific, to be honest with you. Horrific. It's horrific. Yes. Well, now we got to hear it. I don't know, Cliff. It's um, <laughs> all about my um, switch problem at home. Oh. Well, I mean, if it's valid advice about your switch problem, maybe we should hear it. Okay. I want you to notice how friendly this message starts out. And then... Okay. It goes right down the rabbit hole. <laughs> okay. Morning, Weed. Morning, Cliff. Hey, Weed. I'm not an electrician, but uh, I think this is going to be the solution to your problem. Just keep messing with it, and you're going to be electrocuted, and you're <laughs> going to lay there dead on your garage floor, and the garage is going to burn down, so you'll get a free cremation. Problem solved. <laughs> That went off the rails there, Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But with a happy, cheery voice. Yes. Good morning, Weed. Good morning, Cliff. <sighs> you, you, but you'll get a free cremation. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it's time now for Take It to the Bank. Okay. This here, Cliff, when I found this, yeah. seems impossible to believe. But I oh, want you to I'm... picture a deck of cards, 52 cards, all okay. shuffled up. Okay. How many times, you know, would you think in the history of mankind that has actually been done? Magicians do it tens of thousands of times in their career. Yeah. But if you properly shuffle a deck of playing cards yeah. and lay them all out face up, mm -hmm. the odds are overwhelming that the order that you see has never been seen before in the history of mankind. Hmm. There's that many possible combinations, is what you're saying. That many combinations, Cliff, that if you tried to pronounce the word, it literally, the number, literally takes over 30 seconds to actually say <laughs> the number. So I'll give it to you this way. Okay. The different combinations in a 52-card deck, write yeah. down an 8, and yeah. then follow that with 67 zeros, and Ooh. that's the different combinations there are. Okay. Interesting. And all of that you can take straight to the bank. Cliff, I was impressed with your um, tongue twister earlier this morning. I'm oh, I'm still shocked about that. So I'm wondering, would you uh, care to play again, Cliff, a second tongue twister? A second tongue twister? Yes. That sure, you I'll do it repeat again. Repeat fast as quick as you can, okay? Okay, sure. I'm going to send it to you right now on our Zoom. Oh, okay. Now Cliff is going to come back and try to say <laughs> this fast twice. Fred fed Ted bread, and Ted fed Fred bread. As fast as he can do it twice. Okay. Whenever you're ready, Cliff. Okay. Fred fed Ted bread, and Ted fed Fred bread. Fred fed Ted bread, and Ted Fred Fred bread. I messed up. Yes, you I did. <laughs> That's a tough one right there, isn't it, Cliff? Oh, yeah. That, that, yeah. That is really tough. I thought you was going to get it, though. You got I, it through the I first one. Or not. To the, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it was a great try, Cliff. Thanks for playing Thank there. Thank you. My pleasure. And don't do that to me again. All right. Cliff, was there anything said today? Morning Roadshow Phrases of the Day. Start with number three. What game did you play with a tube sock? <laughs> <laughs> number two. Actually, number two is uh, a first ever. 
because we gave Tim Peach the award for the first time. The Morning Roadshow Department of Just in Time for Breakfast, Brown Star. Congratulations, Tim. And the number one Morning Roadshow phrase for today, you'll get a free cremation. Yes, I said it just like he said it. You said it too excitedly too, Cliff. Let's <laughs> stop with the cremation talk, okay? Well, Cliff, let's try it again tomorrow. Okay. Otherwise, we won't get paid. So I'll see you tomorrow. Oh, that's true. (laughs) If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.